Hello and welcome to the Creative Snippets podcast. Here I am today with Tracy Stanley and, and I'm Barbara Wilson. We both have expertise in organizational behavior and creativity and we've co-authored the book Creative Cycling, Help Your Team Solve Complex Problems with Creative Tools. Tracy lives in Brisbane, Australia, while I live near Nice in the south of France. We started recording our monthly conversations at the beginning of 2020 to provide information and inspiration on applying creativity to all aspects of our life or your life. <laughs> Today we're discussing creativity and leadership during the time of COVID-19. So I'd like to hand you over to Tracy to um, bring in or introduce her topic or our topic um, based on her recent blog um, for today. Tracy. <laughs> Thank you, Barbara. Thanks. Um, this is such an important topic, um, creativity and leadership and particularly creativity and leadership during the time of COVID-19. Um, so apart from the conversation Barbara and I are going to have today, as she said already, I've penned some thoughts in a blog I've already written on the subject, which was only just my beginning thoughts. And we've been talking about it because it's a, a really sort of difficult situation. And um, everyone is looking around the world trying to see which of the leaders can use their skills, both their, I guess, all, all their skills, their rational skills, as well as their creative skills to address a problem that we've not addressed on this scale before. So um, as we look around the world, and I guess whichever country you're in listening to this, you'll look at your own leader and you might be pleased or sympathetic or horrified, <laughs> depending upon which country you're in. Um, all leaders are grappling with this. They're really learning on the job. Um, you know, we have this problem. We have this, this virus, this invisible virus that's spreading and to people in, and they don't show symptoms. We don't have a vaccine yet. It has a range of not only health and economic, but psychological and social justice implications. So it is a really complex problem, creating problems in, in all aspects of our lives. Um, and the decisions and the behaviours of our leaders that really reflect their values, their values, and we said we're all watching them very, very carefully. So we wanted to talk about that a bit more today. Um, We've talked about it being a wicked problem, which is which is some language that's been around for a little while. And I'll, I'll, just, I'll pass it back to you, Barbara, to explain to people what's the difference between a normal problem and a truly wicked problem. Okay, thanks, Tracy. Um, for those of you who've bought our book, um, you might be interested to see that we, we actually define this on page 60. If you haven't, you might want to go and check it out. However, just to summarize, um, a wicked problem has been described in various ways and, and the, the simplest explanation um, that, that I discovered is, is one that um, defines it with a number of parameters. So a wicked problem can be um, really differentiated from a, what I would say a logical, rational problem which has a solution. So normally you might have a problem that that has that is fairly you know, easy to solve because there might be an, um, a couple of possible solutions that you can see are very clear. With a wicked problem, though, um, there are many dimensions to it, and, and Tracy's already started to outline that. So, the, one of the things I would I would oh, how I would describe this is to say that wicked um, or they could be called messy or complex problems have the following characteristics. 
they're interconnected with other complex problems and this really complicates them in terms of their relationships. So you can't separate out clearly and define um, one particular aspect of the problem. For example, with um, the, the coronavirus, we can see that there are actually um, the problems around the health issues, there are problems around the economic consequences, there are problems around the social side of it, mm -hmm. um, and psychologically, uh, we're now seeing problems um, around that. So there are, if you like, a, a connected um, web of complex problems um, that, that all make the one big wicked or messy problem. They also exist in an uncertain environment. So we don't have um, a clear environment where we can say this is, this is a situation that is stable given that how do we resolve this problem the situation, the environment is shifting all the time. There are a lot of unknowns. They also display ambiguity because they can be interpreted in many different ways and so can the solutions. Um, this can lead to conflict. We've already seen this. We're, we're seeing now quite a lot of conflict arising globally around mask wearing, for instance, probably more in the West than the East who have a, um, more of a, an acceptance of mask wearing. And the solving of complex problems will therefore involve social, organization, organizational and political, as well as technological issues. So you can see that complexity in a problem really does um, complicate things considerably um, and needs to be handled in a very different way from a, a, a logical, rational problem. So having said that, Tracy, um, what would you now say about the behaviors uh, of, of leaders around creativity? How would you define creative leadership? Yeah, that, that's a good place to start the conversation. So, okay, so a definition. So I guess I'd frame it as a capacity to look at a situation through different lenses in different ways and in ways that others mightn't, mightn't have imagined. It's, it's also a willingness to be uncomfortable, as you said, with ambiguity, to embrace unlikely or unpopular positions and just to, to sit with them. Um, and recognising that, you know, as you've just described, Barbara, you know, the, the immense consequences, you know, political, economic, social, to bring together diverse experts and to benefit from their insights when you're looking at more deeply understanding the problems and the consequences of the problems, which, you know, in some cases aren't just um, political and geographical, but they're, they're cross-country, um, adding even a higher level of complexity than other problems we may have been exposed to. So that's kind of a definition of um, creative leadership. And I guess the behaviours that you'd see in a leader who's being, who's showing this creative leadership is that they that, that they listen, that they're quiet, that they're very, they come to a meeting with an open mindset in terms of what a likely outcome might be. They spend time thinking and reflecting on the, the different diverse opinions that have been shared with them. Um, and they're really clear about saying, well, what, what's fact, what's opinion, what's a fear? Because whenever you've got a complex problem, you've often got multiple reactions to it. Like, you want to make sure everyone's safe, but you don't want to piss off certain people who you need for sort of other, other objectives. And, you know, the creative leaders also, they make it safe for people to 
express different views um, and so that people are explore in this, in, free to explore in this safe space other ideas. Um, and the role is not so much to sort of, um, I guess they say to be creative, but to manage, to create an environment where others can be creative when they're sharing their insights and their ideas and looking at what alternatives um, could be available. Uh, so it's a really important skill, um, you know, way back, I think it was um, 2016 that the World Economic Forum said that, you know, create, creative problem solving is going to be one of the top three skills that any leader will need. And you know, with the other two being this complex problem solving skill and this capacity to think critically. So it's interesting, their foresight they showed highlighting how important these creative skills with other skills were going to be for leaders of the future. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, Tracy, just to, can I just sort of pull that together then? Because I'm, I'm listening to you um, Yeah, go, go through a whole um, sort of definition of, of the sort of behaviours that, that leaders um, exhibit. So perhaps if I just run through them, you could then reflect on which leaders you think have these. Yeah. Um, so what you're saying there is that um, creative leaders are people who bring together diverse others with deep experience, um, whether that's uh, individuals or organizations, to better understand the nature of the problem. They um, have an open mindset. Um, they listen carefully. Yeah. They ask questions to more deeply understand um, the situation. Yeah. Um, separate facts from feelings identify what's known and unknown, mm -hmm. provide time and resources for potential solutions to be experimented with. Yeah. So what, and noted learning and, and admit mistakes as well, because I noted that you said um, that it's important there that, uh, that they do provide that sort of safety. Mm. So which leaders do you see have um, <laughs> exhibited those behaviors? Yeah, it's a, it's a really tough one. And I had to think long and hard about it. I mean, I'm reading about leaders from what I read in the press, and I'm sure we don't have all the information. So I'll, I'll put that up front. I see some leaders displaying some behaviours, like certainly trying things and admitting that they're not working and they're failing. That's one behaviour. Um, a lot of some leaders don't want to do that. And there are some leaders who are denying um, that they've made any mistakes. But yes, are you still there? Oh, yes, I am still here. Yeah. Sorry, I, um, I, uh, my internet seemed to have a problem then, so I, I so, lost you. So did you hear okay. me saying it, it was a bit tough to recognise someone, a leader who was exhibiting all the characteristics of I'm a creative leader. Some have displayed some aspects, for example, like trying something, seeing how it worked, and then recognising it went wrong and, and, and shifting their position. So it was about being in an open mindset, learning mindset. Um, others have taken, you know, we talk about unpopular positions. Um, some countries, you know, so if I can think of Jacinda Ardern made the, the very tough political decision very early on to lock down and to lock down hard for a long time, uh, which proved to be very, very successful in, in that context. Um, in terms of diverse experts, quite a few leaders like Angela Merkel, um, I can think of a few others that have brought medical experts in and clearly they are important, particularly those with expertise in immunology. Uh, and, but there are other experts as well, as we said, you know, related to social justice issues and psychological aspects of the disease. And I haven't visibly seen that they've been brought into the conversation 
when we're looking at how we could approach this problem. So from the information that I've read, some have exploded, showed some, some characteristics, but not the full gamut of what I'd call, you know, creative behaviours. And as we've discussed previously, Barbara, I think the challenge is that everyone's keen to act and there just isn't the time to, to, to spend time out looking at what the alternatives could be, uh, which we know is such an important aspect of um, creativity. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point, Tracy. I mean, in a, in a, a crisis situation, and I, I think many leaders had left it too late, really, that it became, a, or so late that it became a, a crisis situation. It's very hard to, um, it's almost impossible to step back and create and, and be creative. I, I'm thinking about firefighting, you know, when, when, when you get a big fire um, or a, an awful situation such as happened in Lebanon uh, this week, yeah. then you, you don't stand around and start taking advice from other people or, or start listening to diverse views. You have to just step in and do what needs to be done immediately. However, having said that, I think there were so many signs that this pandemic was on its way that probably many leaders did have the time if they'd taken it. Yeah. Um, and I think that there, probably the big lesson there is that if people understand the um, issues behind what a wicked problem is and how it can be dealt with in a creative problem-solving approach, and that became the norm, then I think there would have been time for um, creative ways and creative leadership to have really um, happened. So uh, I, I'd also just like to make a shout out for, um, I, I, for some of the, the leaders and particularly the, the female leaders. You've mentioned a couple there, but it does seem like many of the female leaders around the world, and I'm thinking about um, Finland, Iceland, Belgium, um, have, I believe, um, allowed their medical experts or, or invited their medical experts to have more of a say than perhaps many of the male leaders. I'm putting my, sticking my foot in it maybe there, but I think I would say <laughs> that. <laughs> so, um, okay, so uh, Tracy then, uh, I think what I'm hearing from you is that this may be an area you're going to explore more and we might hear more from in the future. I'd like to, I'd like to research it, but if we can get access to the information, I mean, I guess these things are all happening behind closed doors and maybe we'll never know, but I, I would love, I mean, I've been Googling it, trying to get information myself and not come across uh, people analysing it in a way that gives you know further insights maybe over time you know people will resign or retire from positions and they'll be free to comment but i think it's really important that we learn from it and that we report it and that we share it so that um the next wicked problem that comes along and there will be another one will be better the leaders will be better positioned to to, to respond and certainly well, i don't know if any of our listeners we'd love your perspectives <laughs> In terms of which leaders you think have shown creativity in, in terms of the, the way we've defined it in solving this problem um, to contribute to the conversation. Okay, well, well, thank you, Tracy. And I, actually, just in, in terms of your research there, you might, you might note that in Britain, there is currently a, I, I believe, um, a committee already looking into 
um, the actions of the government during the early days of the crisis. So that might that might be a good starting point. Will it be um, released, Barbara? Will it be released at some stage? Well, if it's a committee, if it's a parliamentary committee, I think it. Well, yeah, okay. We'll, we'll wait and see. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, thanks, Tracy, and um, thanks for everybody for listening in. You can find um, more about Tracy at tjstanley.com and myself at barbara-wilson.com. And you can buy our book, Creativity Cycling, Help Your Team Solve Complex Problems with Creative Tools. Um, you can find it on Amazon, Google, and uh, Book Depository. So, wishing you all a creative day. Bye. Thank you. Bye.